So it's time again for the round 19 footy forecast. And what a good game to start off the week. Hawthorne versus Sydney. Start of the season, we'll call on Hawthorne, no hopers. Now they're saying, actually, cancel those September trips. We could actually be playing finals again, which is utterly absurd. Uh, Baz, what you got going on for this game? Um, well, the only team that's beaten the Swans since they, they were 0 6 the Swans, they've now won what, 10 of the last 11, and the Hawks were the only other team to beat them. That's very true. Yet, currently, the Hawks are going to $2.75, which yeah. I think is a bit. Bit stiff on the Hawks. It is a bit stiff. They're very well organised. We've seen lately. You know, they've been playing some good footy, good form lines. You know, Jeremy West, Geelong, uh, Adelaide, stuff like that. Um, so since the bye, they've won three, which includes Adelaide. They've drawn a Jeremy West and just lost to Geelong. So their form lines are as good as anyone. But Sydney, just they got a better squad. Their four lines much more potent at the moment. If Sinclair can pull off what he did last week, which is absurd what he did. He, I think the first Sydney player to take eight contested mark kick five goals since Barry Hall. So that's a while. And Sickler's a very different player to Barry Hall as well. He is a very different player. I tell you what, if he can if he can do half what he did on Saturday night for the rest of the year, just go put your house on Sydney in the flag. Wow. That is that's with, a hot take and a half there. With their four line, they've got Rowan who's you know, adds a bit of pace as well as um, Papley Hewitt. I like Towers a lot, like he does some dumb things, but he also does some really good, clever things. You add Sinclair, and I still think there's a place for Tippett somewhere in that team as well. If not, he'll be at your club next year, Richmond. We'll take him. He'll be much better suited to Richmond. There's depth. We're not as stacked as Sydney are, so we'll have Tippett. And then you've got, obviously, Buddy floating around. I mean, there's obviously question marks on a few of these players in big games because they haven't performed in finals. Are you suggesting there's a question mark on Buddy? No, not Buddy, but Rowan. Yeah. For one, and probably Papley as well. Didn't do much last year. So I just think Sydney still win. More potent for line. The Hawks have had the wood over the Swans lately. Especially at the G, I think, I think it's five and eight at the G Hawks way or something like that. That's right. So the Hawks have won the last two and eight of the last eleven against the Swans. Yeah. So they've had they've had a good good run against them, but surely Sydney they need to keep winning. They've got more to play for, better team. They're defending really well, and like I said, their four line starts look pretty dangerous. I don't think Hawthorne have the defenders to to lock down some of those forwards and. Yeah, but the Swans won't win by more than 39 points, but I reckon it'll definitely be an unders game. Yeah. And, and Swans will, will win by 1 to 39. Yep, fair call. Uh, yeah, I think Sydney get this, but the safest bet, I'd, like, yeah, I'm, I'm too scared to actually bet head to head or a line or anything like that, leaving that alone. But this is this is unders as unders as they come. So the last three clashes against these two sides have gone under. Hawks have gone under in six of the last eight at the G. Five of the last six night games of the G have gone under. And for the year, Hawthorne have gone 13 times under, Sydney 10 times under. So make that 14-11 on Friday night. Good, tight, in inverted commas, finals football will be had. Uh, so whack it on your TV and have a couple of beers and the unders will get up. 165.5 is the unders. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. That's be, 80 each. That won't happen. Yeah, Sydney will be making contested footy at Hawthorne. You know, they're playing a lot more direct, but still having a lot more disposals, um, starting to get their marks back up. So, obviously, yeah. starting to play a bit more possession. They definitely tweak their game plan. But, yeah, again, I think Sydney will just... It'll be... They'll cut that out so they didn't do what they did against Tom against Sydney, in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it'll be definitely under this game. And it'll be a great game to watch. Any any play on the line? Line's currently 14 and a half. 
no, nah, I just I just back sitting down at thirty nine points. I think it's like two bucks here for that, two dollars yeah. ten something like that, and I think that's the way to go. Or like I said, unders. Yeah. One sixty five is pretty good, I think. No, fair call. Sydney don't score many more than you know. Look, and they're the worst set shot team pretty much going around. I mean, we saw that again last Saturday night. Yeah. They just they, they can't put teams away. No. Yeah, and that's the only danger that they have come finals. And they've got some tough games coming up against Adelaide and Geelong away. And you just wonder whether they've had a massive run, they've put a lot of hard work into making the finals, whether it's actually going to blow up. They, they'll, they'll make finals, and I think the, if if we played in a system that didn't have the bye, they don't they don't win the granny. Yeah. But the bye will help them, and they'll be the second team in a row to win it from outside the four. They yeah. don't finish inside the four. They drop they drop that game to Adelaide. They probably drop that game to Geelong just because they're not putting teams away. And Geelong is Simmons. Yeah, and then and then it's just that big question mark again that they have, which is. Yeah, like can they can they win a grand final without kicking a, a winning score, without blowing a team away early? Yeah. Which is what cost them last year. Yeah. They kick they kick straight in the first quarter, that game's over, and Sydney go back to back. Yeah, and so. uh, it's cost Fremantle a few times as well. Yeah. So, and then we hit across uh, from the highs of that Friday night game to the lows. Every week's a low. I'm sorry, North Melbourne, but yet again you proved last week that you are a low team. Uh, North Melbourne versus Melbourne, and is I'd like to ask the uh, world of bookies. Do you guys even watch football? So currently the line is plus 16 to the home team, North Melbourne. Plus 16 to Melbourne. So do you watch football? I'll ask you again, give you some time to answer. North Melbourne let Essendon kick 132 points again them last week. That's Essendon. They're not, they're not a killer team. They're not a top four team. They might even make the finals. Then, the week before that, North Melbourne lost to Port Adelaide by 70 points. 70 points to Port Adelaide. That's the same Port Adelaide that lost to Melbourne just last week by four goals who didn't even have the same strength team. And so now you're suggesting that, oh, they probably have a chance in this. Why? Oh, because it's being played in Hobart. But they don't have a chance in this. Three goals is way not enough of line. Do you agree with me? Are you about to have the biggest hot take of all time, Bats? No, I, I agree with you. I saw that with myself. But wow. But I did, so I went and looked at the weather. Yeah. It is meant to be a pretty miserable day down there. Yeah. You know, with the wind and, you know, we've seen games like that before. And I think a lot of the markets also are looking at the history. So Melbourne have not beaten North since 2006. Yes, but that's before they North eliminated over a thousand games of experience from their list. Yeah, but they do get back uh, Robbie Tarrant, um, Jack Zeeble, Mason Wood, and Marley Williams back this week. Well, two things then. One, none of those guys are Boomer Harvey, Del Santo, Petrie, Spud. Yeah. And that's four ins. Getting us very close to the uh, formidable four-in rule. Yes, I agree. But I'm just saying, they're adding some more experience. And they'll be a bit tougher down there to beat. But I still have, yeah, the line's ridiculous. If you can see that line now, jump on. And just jump on Melbourne to win. Because they will win. And they're flying under the radar. I said last week, they're $8 now to make the final. If you can get $8 to make the grand final, chuck a cheeky little 20 on that. Just because I still think... The players they got to come back in, they can still make the grand final. Just let me reiterate what I said last week. I don't think they'll play Gorn this way, they won't risk him. But North Melbourne don't have a dominant Ruckman. I mean, if Majak Dor plays as number one Ruckman again, then Spencer or Pedersen can play and it doesn't matter. They might get Jones back, but I doubt they'll risk him going and Hobart again. I just wouldn't bother because they'd still beat these guys. It's a moment to a wet day, a pretty crappy day in North. And Melbourne dominates contested ball. They're ranked number two in the league. 
they've got Viney back and North and no good at contested ball so I would just be yeah that line's ridiculous it is it is absolutely ridiculous even more so so the Roos have conceded at least 118 points in three of their last four matches Melbourne have won six of the last eight and both defeats came against teams above them on the ladder. So they're against top four teams. This, yeah, this game is as cooked as Baz's prediction that Melbourne have a chance to win the grand final. But they obviously win this game. And I have them to cover as well. So, uh, yeah, the weather might be an issue, but three goals will be no worries for the Demons against. And North did beat Adelaide down there. Did, yeah, yeah. But Adelaide did the Adelaide thing where they get a little bit too drinky on the bath water. And then they drop a game here and there. However, I will say that if, if the Roos do beat North, uh, Melbourne down there, which they won't, but if they did, then they definitely 100% have to be renamed the North Hobart Kangaroos next year. Because <laughs> obviously that's the only place they're going to win. So, so like, I'm sorry, but that's definitely going to happen. So on to the third game of the week. A bit of a letdown again. Uh, Giants versus Dockers. Uh, home game for the Giants at Spotless. Uh, the line here is uh, 41 in favour of the Giants with an over-under of 166. Uh, personally, I think here GOS will be out to make a statement in inverted commas after a shock loss in inverted commas against the Tigers, even though we obviously all predicted it. So what's your take here, Vaz? I, I didn't predict that, but anyway. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. GOS will come out and probably blow away Freo because they flat-track bullies. They are. They're uh, pretenders. They're pretend- oh, we have another pretender. Um, I know they've Joining lost- Port Adelaide West Coast is the GWS they Giants. Have, they've lost 167 games to injuries this year. Yeah. Now it's 30 or 40 odd more than the next best team. Yeah. They also did have every single draft pick in the comp for a good exactly. five Exactly. They're so- also yet to win in Melbourne this year. Yeah. And they've lost to teams or drawn with teams you know, that they shouldn't be. Mm. And... No, they're no good, and all the talent in the world doesn't win your flags. Champion team always beat a team full of champions. And, yeah, they'll they get Cameron back this week, probably. They might risk Caniglio, but and they'll win, no doubt, because they're playing Fremantle, and Fremantle are no good. They'll be without Walters. And they're playing at home, which they've got a really good home record, and they're starting to build a bit of a fortress out up there. So I reckon it'll be a bit of a blowout, because I think, what, they haven't score more than 50 points last yeah. two weeks for so Freya ranked 17th in scoring and 14th in defence which is pretty shocking uh, and they've been kept under 50 points in their last two matches obviously GOS need a percentage to keep a top four spot because they can't run away so they need to play at home for as long as they can pretend their way to the, to the grand final and Freo aren't in the same league as Sydney, Geelong Hawthorne or even Richmond so yeah. and you know GWS to do what the other pretenders like West Coast and uh Probably do and just beat up on poor teams at home and then go away and just be pretenderish and just lose because they're not good enough and I'm sick of it and they should be copying more than that they cop and that's I've just had enough of them yeah fair enough so they're on my blacklist as you can say that's right a long list as well Uh, so do they cover the 41 points I probably wouldn't take that I I wouldn't bet on this game yeah just because JWS are yeah, they're pretending too much. They could pretend their way to a loss. And who knows, who knows what tactics uh, Ross Lyon can't with and throw 100 people behind the ball, deck chairs, the bus. Who knows? Um, yeah, just a yuck game to be. Yeah. I won't be watching a minute of it. Fair enough. Yeah, with the lineup minus 41 and the over under at 166, they're about both spot on. So not much value had to be had here and uh, yeah, not worth the cost of admission either. 
uh, heading <laughs> from one pretender to the original pretenders, Port Adelaide versus St Kilda in uh, what could be the master pretenders versus the apprentice pretenders. Uh, the line here is minus 31, the over under 157. Will the pretenders make a statement? I'll go over on overs, definitely. 157. Yeah. I know the weather's meant to be pretty ordinary in Adelaide. I'm actually going out there this weekend and it's meant to be atrocious. But the Saints were uh, Nick Rewalt, Montagna, who was pretty much, you know, carried their four, definitely Nick Rewalt's been carrying their four line. They get back memory, but, and yes, power without Wingard, but power will do what power does. Mm. Just like GWS, they will beat up on a team that's below them. It's not in the top eight, so they'll win. Their average winning margin is like 50 points when they play a team outside the top eight. So I think they'll smash them. And can you believe that Power are actually the best defensive team in the competition? I can, because they beat up on the weak wins. Yeah, it's a complete outlier. It, it is. That, it makes that, that, that stat almost, you know, not pointless. Good. Yeah, exactly, because they're not that good and they're not that good defensively. So yeah. Just because, like I said, they bash up on teams that are below them, and I think they'll bash up on the Saints. And so I think their draw actually has a lot to do with this. So the Port have not lost two straight since round four. Yep. So they obviously go pretend, pretend, hard team, soft team. A Port have scored 120-plus in three of their last six, yep. which goes back into that we don't lose two in a row. Um, and unfortunately for the Saints, they've been held to 60 or less in their last four losses, and they've conceded 100 points or more in their last two games. Yeah, and so this is going to be ugly. Yeah, it's like, so the only thing you can say is the, the weather, and that won't help Saints' style of football, where it's just playing at all costs, you know, accurate kicking, stuff like that. Just, yeah, and Port, you know, Port will do what Port does. Just beat, and you still talk about the fixturing, it's because of that top yeah, six, yeah, top yeah. six, middle six, and then lower six which is why teams like Richmond have had a softer run this year because they finished in that middle bracket. So that's why they've, you know, they've been able to beat teams below them. Same with Port. They've had an easier draw because they get to play weaker teams. But Port's not beating GOS. They are beating St Kilda this week. I'm taking them to cover the line of minus 31. It could be as big as minus 50. Fair enough. All right. So good segue there, mentioning you, you cheekily put Richmond in the pretenders category there, which is totally unfair. Uh, Gold Coast versus Richmond as the first of the night showcase games. It's a very poor Saturday night showcase oh, weekend again. Yeah. Uh, very, yeah, we've had this too many times this year. A good Friday night game, but some very poor Saturday night games. Uh, Gold Coast versus Richmond at Metricon. Knowing Queensland, it could be 300 feet underwater. Uh, the line is plus 18 in Gold Coast's favour and 171 the over-under. Uh... I reckon this is easily one of the best bets of the round. That's being the under. 171 seems a bit much for me. Well, the weather's going to be fine up there, mate. Okay. And you're right about Paul. Apart from Hawthorne City, probably Dogs Essence is the only other game worth watching this week, I reckon. Because <laughs> you don't want to watch Colin and Adelaide on Sunday. But uh, yeah, Gold Coast, Richmond. Um, are Richmond going to do something Richmond did this weekend? Or? I don't think so. Unless Carmichael Hunt makes a, a casual comeback <laughs> for, the, for the Suns. <laughs> So I asked you last week how are Richmond going travelling and they're 2-2 two and two this year travelling to study. Yeah. Um, it's good also to see that Harwick after the press conference, in the sorry, during the press conference last week was a lot more humble. Yeah. You know, and wasn't as uh, arrogant as he was the previous couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, obviously Abbott plays now because it's at, at home. Yeah, home yeah. yeah, he doesn't, doesn't like travelling. Uh, Hooley's back for the Tigers. 
Dusty and Rance probably win this game by themselves. Um, Don't forget, Koch has played a pretty big role in some of our wins lately. Dusty and Rance will be the <laughs> difference in the game. Um, yeah, Tigers have too much pressure, too much up forward. They'll just, they'll just win. They should win comfortably. I think the line's pretty nice as well. 18, it? yeah. yeah the, watching Gold Coast last few weeks there, even though, like I said, um, Lynch came out and said we're sick of losing. They, the effort they put in was pretty ordinary last week. You know, they've got, got some good talent though. Andrewworth and Ferrini were good to watch. And... Uh, yeah, Richmond just win and win pretty comfortably, unless they're Richmond did. Yeah, so unless they're Richmond which I think we're over that now. Um, you'd hope you'd over we'd that. We'd hope you'd over that. Uh, my ambitious bet for this game would be Richmond to cover and the unders. Because, um, yeah, Richmond, as much as you say that we don't we lose these games, we're actually 5-1 and one against bottom six teams this year, with all wins coming by more than three goals. And we've gone under in, in 10 of our last 11 games. So... The big audacious bet of Richmond to cover on unders is is pretty pretty good. Have a little cheeky on that one. But Baz, I'd like to ask you a question. Yes, mate. Are you finally going to admit that Richmond's playing good football? I wouldn't say it's good to watch. No, no I didn't say that. I'm just saying good football. Watching Sydney's not much fun either. They've got a good game plan. We've got a great game plan. And they play within their limits. We play well within our limits. Except when you play St Kilda. Except when I was one off. Um, but yeah, no... Look, you're... Yeah, no, Richmond are... It's very hard for me to say they're playing decent football, okay? Good football. Decent football. They still won't win the flag. Didn't say they win the flag. Just, you, just, want, you to, just want you to admit they that Richmond are playing good football. Okay, they're playing good football. Mate. Thanks, happy? I'm very happy, mate. Right, Thanks for that. Let's move on to the next game. Okay. Carlton versus Geelong. Eddie had this. This could be a very interesting game. On paper, it looks yuck. They do get a little bit deeper by the surface. And I think some people have uh, been misguided in their predictions. The line's at plus 31 in Carlton's, Carlton's way, the over-under 177. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on this. I've got a pretty out-there take. Well, I put out a tweet out there the other day about how Dangerwood, so Selwood and Danger, yeah. when they don't get over 30 touches, how the team performs. Yeah. So they're 10-6 when they both get below 30 touches. And I like to have a quick shout out to at Sir Swamp Thing on Twitter. Very good stat stuff. Uh, appreciate him getting back to me. And when they do both have a th- over three touches, they're 19 and five. Yeah. So it shows the influence they have. Now, Hawkins has been like, you know playing pretty poorly, so the pressure's been on him all week. And this is a sort of game that Geelong tend to perform pretty poorly, and they're not the sort of team that come down against teams that are lower than them and win like you saw earlier this year with Collingwood and smashed them. Yeah. Um, but the Blues last week were ordinary. Like Both teams had less than 50 tackles in last week's game. It was very open, lots of scoring, and that's not what Carlton's been putting up you know, the last well, pretty much all year. Yeah. But if you look back to last year, from round 11 onwards, so the last 11 games only won one. Yeah. And this, this year so far, the last six games have only won one. Yeah. Been so, much closer and much better in those games. Oh, however. yeah. And we spoke about how much they've come along last and I think, week. And I think on that... You also did mention that as, as danger for Carlton, they're playing at such a high level and having such an inexperienced and kind of mid-smash squad between really young players and, and the older veterans. I think that was their game last week against Brisbane. They had that one where the arse just falls out. You, you, you just don't have it for three quarters. And they almost actually pinched it in the end. So yeah, they came back in the last they, quarter. I think that last quarter will give them good momentum coming into this week's training. But we'll have lots to work on with the kids. 
and they'll come into this game and know that, you know, Eddie had their turf, they've already knocked off the Giants there, and I see this being a very similar game to that. A very interesting stat. So the Cats are 1 and 11 against the spread at Etihad when favoured by more than three goals. So your fact there that Geelong don't come out to play against teams they think they can walk over, bit of the bathwater drinking, etc., etc. So I think Carlton definitely cover the line here. Five goals is way too much. Well, Geelong have also won 14 out of 15 against Carlton at Etihad. Yeah. 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 They're, like, their recent forms aren't that great either. So Cats have been kept to 90 points or under in the last five. 90 points gets you pretty close to that Carlton threshold. So if you add the Carlton fact to them with their, with their most often than not pretty good defence, I reckon this could be a 10-point game and maybe another um, you know, euphoric Carlton upset. But the line, obviously, in Carlton's favour to cover is the, is the easy bet for mine. Yeah, I wouldn't be touching this game for, from a punting perspective just because you know, Carlton last week Concerning, yeah. Yeah, if they, I mean, they've also started picking a few more of their cover players, you know, like, yeah. You know, so instead of picking the young boys, and they've put a lot of them away now, if you look at their injury list, it's massive. So Geelong will come out and absolutely put Carlton away. Especially if they play like that last week, Geelong will absolutely cut them up if they play like they did last week. Yeah. But then you look back to two, three weeks ago when they were playing that good footy, Carlton, and while they didn't score, they were hard to score against. So maybe give them another week to see where they're at. I like to sit back and watch this and just see what happens, but yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah, no, fair call. Uh, yeah, for mine, yeah, the line, and if you're really ambitious, the line numbers, but just the line for mine. Uh, very, very interesting game to start your Sunday viewing. This this is probably the biggest game of the weekend in terms of finals ramifications. Bulldogs versus Essendon. Again, at Eddie had the quick Eddie had turnaround. Uh, the line's only plus two, the over-under, 178. It's a 50-50 ball game, but I think that's a little bit absurd because I think one of these teams will definitely win the other one line. Yeah, Essendon surely wins this. Oh, wow. We're going opposite ways here. Are we? Okay. I, was, I was definitely Bulldogs definitely win this. No. Look, What's the Dons here? Well, Dogs lose Morris and they lose Redpath. And Redpath is a massive loss for the Doggies because he, he does help them up forward with their structures, especially when they're mi- missing Stringer also. Um, and you know they'll probably bring back Travis Cloak but really like we saw what he was dishing up I know he's had some mental health issues and stuff but you know unless he comes back and plays like Alex Asola has been which was, he's been awesome um, but I don't really see that happening and if you look at player versus player I'd be back in the back in the bombers in every day of the week especially when they go forward you know they average 51 inside 50s going over 50% efficiency um, where the doggies are only at 46% efficiency when they're going 54 times. And the Bombers, uh, 58% shot accuracy compared to the dogs, 48%. So if you look at that, then the Bombers just score more. They defend pretty well. They might miss Gleason, but I think he'll probably end up playing. And yeah, I just don't see the dogs scoring enough. Like I can't see Pickens kicking six every week. Yeah, true. And Bont's got to play in the middle because otherwise their midfield will get smashed. And... Tommy Bell Chambers has been rucking awesomely. Like, you talk about Ryder and all those blokes being all Australian. If Bell Chambers had a full season and played at some of the level he's been playing the last few weeks, he'd be in that conversation as well. And yeah, Joey Danaher, who plays on him from the Doggies? You know, what if the guy's played three games? You know, so yeah, I'll just Essen just win. There you go. Now, fair call. All valid points. 
Uh, how do you think Essendon go against a higher pressure team? I suppose, do you think that the dogs can bring that high pressure intensity football? Because in the past they have struggled, so uh, they lost that one point game in round 14 to Sydney, that was Essendon. They followed that up with a loss to Brisbane, who brought a lot of pressure that he had. Um, they obviously lost to Richmond, they lost again against Carlton, which doesn't really count because the weather was absurd. Um, I feel like the last few weeks have had these kind of bruise-free games. So Collingwood at the G, uh, St Kilda at the Etihad, last week against North at Etihad. I feel like if a team like Bulldogs brought that, that tackling pressure and kept the game really inside and really low scoring, um, and you, you leave that hit-up style footy out, out of the contest, I think it brings the Dogs back in. I did think that as well. and I, That did cross my mind, but I just went through all the stats and, yeah, just... Apart from tackles and maybe a little bit of contested ball, you know, it's pretty even. Essen probably in front, most things. And yeah, I just, like I said, just went back to the old form line, player for player. Yeah. I mean, the Doggies played in um, Cairns last week as well against Gold Coast, and that was a pretty soft game. Yeah. I, was, I think the Dogs are cooked. I've been saying it for a while. They won't make the eight. So Essen will win this. They sure up an eight spot, the top eight spot, sorry. And yeah, I just don't. I mean, I wrote the doggies off all last year and it cost me, but I think this year I'm on to something. So it could be, this could be me just trying to like, you know, redeem myself after driving the doggies off the, uh, off the edge of the road last year. But I feel like this is, the, this, is, this is prime dog time. So like everyone's written the dogs off again and that's what they did last year. They like going under the radar. They don't like being front runners. They don't like any pressure. The pressure's off here. No one expects them to make finals. They could just jag a win here. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they'd be, they'd be up for the fight. They know that the season's on the line. They bring that high pressure. I reckon they, they just squeeze Essendon out of the game. But, you know, we'll get to brag about it next, next week either way. But we will. Uh, really important game now. Uh, not so much for finals or the ladder, but just, you know, to see where these two teams are at. Collingwood versus Adelaide at the MCG, 320. Uh, the line, yeah, probably about right. Uh, plus 21 in Collingwood's favour, over under 187. Uh, what's your go here? I'm uh, missing a few bikes. Yeah. Uh, the, old, the old resty resty, yeah. All that break crouches. Yeah, properly done, yeah. Um, obviously, Eddie Betts, thankfully, because he always, him or Charlie Cameron, generally kick goals against us. Uh, surely they hold lever over another week. Um, but then again, Collingwood has a few injuries of their own, so I mean, Moore won't play, Barco's probably done for the season, Penners won't play. So all of a sudden, us scoring looks like a big problem yeah he might not score any goals well to go will, will, will allow us to score goals mate I don't know if you saw his game last he was pretty good his best on my, my and my Vasile's been pretty good so yeah. you know just because I hate on Richmond doesn't mean you can hate on Collingwood right mm-hmm. um, but yeah like I don't think we're going to win and you know we're probably going to keep up with him for most of the game just because we've been doing it all year but our poor decision making and foot skills will kill us because they'll just absolutely burn us on the turnover, which they do to most sides. And I had a fence worry a bit last week with um, Kennedy getting a hold of goal sack and done. I mean, I'd rate Adelaide's tours a lot higher than. Jenko and Tex are pretty formidable. Yeah, and you've got McGovern down there as well. Yeah. They, they shit all over West Coast four line. Yeah. Which worries me a bit. They should have a most four lines, to be fair. So. Yeah. And you know, obviously got Cameron, those sort of guys running around, and yeah, I'm a bit worried about whether we get blown away. As long as we get blown away, and Bucks sends Levi Greenwood to Sloan and take the shit out of him, make yeah. sure he's getting near it. 
because our midfield is better than theirs, and that's the only thing that might save us from getting pumped. Because if I was that, I'd just sit back and let us kick inside 50 and wait for us to butcher it. And go on a rebound. And go on a rebound. And I, I have this feeling it's going to be a very... Uh, they'll kill us on turnover. Yeah. It turns to be wet as well, which, you know, might even up the game a bit, but generally... No, yeah. I don't think so. Especially yeah. with poor decision-making. As you found there, like, even the Richmond-Geos game last week, like, Richmond are actually pretty good by, especially by hand and by decision-making. And that's where you saw, like, the, the team that try and be too cute with it, which currently does a lot, suffer in the wet a lot, which is what happened to the Giants last yeah, week. Yeah. So if it's going to be wet again... That's going to be bad news for Collingwood. Yeah, those front runners, JOS, definitely did um, try to overuse it and try to be too cute when it's under 11 sort of stuff. It's bucking our rain. Yeah. Just get the thing for You've got two big key for, oh, I'm not getting started on Yeah, I'm going to say, it's going back backing over on the double check of Bass. But anyway. yeah, Adelaide, Adelaide definitely beat us um, this game. I don't know what the unders are, but it's meant to be a pretty poor day on Sunday. Yeah, 187 is the total. Yeah, that, that has to be under this because, yeah, it's going to be a wet day. Um, ironically, I'm going to Adelaide and I'll probably end up watching the Collingwood Adelaide game in at Adelaide. MCG in Adelaide. So, um, yeah, unders for mine, given the wet weather. Yeah. And otherwise, just steer clear. Yeah, I'll, I'd go probably just a line. Oh, it's 20 points. Yeah, 20 points. Oh, so. yeah, you're back at them at the line, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Adelaide at the line. Uh, I hope... I hope, hope, hope it's not more than five or six goals, um, which will be about fair for this game. Um, Bucks deserve another year or so. I reckon he stays anyway, obviously with Pert leaving during the week, but we'll get into that at another time. Um, but yeah, Adelaide, uh, currently premiership favourites, I reckon, with Sydney, so they'll look to prove a point. And finally, we ran out the game, which literally... It means nothing. means... Zero. It's it means less than zero. Yeah. They should just not even play it. No, West Coast Eagles versus Brisbane over at West Coast. The line's minus 46. It may as well be minus 100. Oh. Uh, the over-under, 196. They'll go over that. They'll be over 200 points in this one. This game will be absurd. Uh, it's the kind of game that suits West Coast. There won't be much tackling, open, front-running. You're playing against under-14s. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, Kenny will kick a bag. Mitchell will probably come out and play again. So the only thing that makes this game fun is a ridiculous mega-bet I found on Sportsbet. Kennedy 35 and Kennedy the kid. No, no, that was value, and we'll come back to that later. Okay, sorry, the ridiculous one is West Coast to score more points in one individual quarter than Brisbane for the whole match. No, that won't happen. $26. <laughs> that won't happen. <laughs> that will not happen, because Brisbane... Brisbane can still score, <laughs> even though Zorko's not playing. Yeah, they'll still score. And funnily enough, I reckon Brisbane's pacing through the midfield will worry West Coast because they got they don't have Pritis and Mitchell running around who, you know, retired fifteen-year-old greyhounds are quicker. Um, and you know, Mitchell should probably retire in the year. And resigning Pritis was a mistake at West Coast. Like their midfield's slow enough as it is, and there's got too many players like the front run. And that was pointed out on the couch on Monday night about that, but. Um, yeah, they'll win it because, again, like GWS, like Pirelli, they like to beat teams that are lower than them and not good enough, and they're at home, so just Kennedy will kick probably 10, Mitchell will get his 30, West Coast win, Brisbane will blood some more exciting youngsters. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, probably don't bother if you really, really have to, or you're trying to, you know, fill out a multi. Uh, West Coast to cover the line at minus 46. So I wouldn't even touch that, because I reckon... It, yeah, it might be more of a shootout, like a, a 110 to 140 yeah, type game. Brisbane, like, Brisbane so. have been... Like, they've been playing, like, apart from being Witches Hats last week, but so were Carlton. Um, you know, they've both been playing some decent footy. 
just I think that travel factor as well has a huge impact on on youngsters though. Like it really stuffs your routine. It is I think a it fair, gets, it gets get, yeah, it's a fair flight. Playing at Domain Stadium by all accounts is not the most fun thing a footballer can do to uh, on a Sunday afternoon when the uh, when you know the uh, Fremantleans are putting back a few on the sidelines. So yeah, won't be fun for Brisbane. Will be fun for the West Coast pretenders. And uh, don't watch or bet on it.